Hey again, everybody. It's uh, Kurt Conrad once again, uh, and I'm here with Larry Phillips, and we're here to talk uh, talk some high school boys basketball. The uh, the tournament draw was uh, this past weekend. It's always <laughs> traditionally it is uh, the day of the Super Bowl, which. Uh, uh, there was a time when I would cover the tournament draw, and that was kind of a, a hassle to try and get done with stories in time to get back. But uh, um, they they had the draw on Sunday. It's a it's a different landscape than what it once was. They've taken the the human element out of it. I guess it's all based on uh, RPI rankings. And uh, there was a time, Larry, when and I'm sure you covered that meeting. But those coaches would get they'd get after each other when they were trying to determine seeds. Many many times, <laughs> you'd see some very upset coaches leave that meeting. And and I remember one year uh, I was covering it, and uh, I came out, came out of the uh, the room where they had the at that time the Division Two draw. And I, I think they had all three of them in, this, in the same school building. They just set the coaches up in different rooms right. by division. And I came out of that room uh, to do my interviews at Joe Baylog. I could just see on his face, he <laughs> things did not go his way in that room. And he goes, Larry, I went to church and everything today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is an emotional time of year for, for a lot of folks. Yeah, and for, for those of you who don't know, it's they have, they've... Uh, it's it's all based on records now, and uh, they have an RPI ranking system, not unlike what they do for for high school football. Uh, so that kind of uh, instead of coaches lobbying for their teams now, it's based largely on on their records, and that and that is the the puzzle is uh, you know their record and their opponents' records and strength of schedule and that sort of thing all comes into play. I, I don't know that I like that better, but it's uh, it's certainly a, a, a fair way, I guess, to do it. Yeah, you know, uh, Carl Hunnell used to tell us uh, 40 years ago when he he covered the tournament draw in eastern district of ohio that uh you know indian valley south would would win uh, the indian valley uh, indian valley conference uh, every year and and they would their block of voting would outvote <laughs> buckeye trail right. uh, in the east and those were two of the top five teams in the state and in, in the class a at that time and and yet buckeye trail couldn't get a a two or three seed, you know, it's just kind of a goofy thing. But yeah, it, this takes the politics out of it. So you're absolutely right. This is this is one of the things. Maybe kind of get used to it, acquired taste. But uh, I can see exactly why the state did it. Right, right. And we'll start Division One in Northwest Ohio again. There's only we've only got two Division One schools left anymore, and that's a uh, kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. But uh, it, it, it's Madison and Ashland. Uh, Madison is a number 19 seed. They will be at. Lima Senior, that's a tough. That, I mean, Lima wow. Senior is an eight, but and, you know, I'm, <laughs> anyone who knows about bas- high school basketball in Northwest Ohio, I mean, that that, that a Lima Senior is a tradition-rich program. That's that, for sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, for years, uh, Mansfield Senior, and Lima Senior bang their heads against each other every year, every March. It seemed like, uh, and and Lima Senior's got a great program. I know that that'd be a tough assignment for Madison, but uh, everybody I talk to loves. Uh, uh, Chris and and what he does with the, uh, with the Rams. I know they've had a really really challenging season this year, but uh, they've had some some decent high spots. So uh, that'd be great if they can go over there and, and make a push and and somehow uh, maybe build some momentum for next year. Right, and we're talking about Chris Armstrong, the coach at Madison. Really, uh, I I think a really really good coach. Now the Rams have only won once this year. It is clearly a rebuild situation. But I, I mean, I, I saw him against Shelby in the opener, and then I saw him, you know. Three weeks later, or probably a month and a half later, I guess, against senior high at senior high, they pushed senior high to the oh. to the into the fourth quarter, and I I told Chris, I said, this team, 
is night and day. I mean, it doesn't look anything like the team that, that Shelby ran out of the building in the opener. And he, he said, we're getting better. And, and I think that has continued to uh, kind of play out as the season's gone along. Yeah, last week uh, they they lost a toughie to Worcester too. Right. Um, so so part of it is is learning how to win, especially right. when you're as inexperienced as they are. So, um, but then and then Ashland's the other Division One team, and and I think they've gotten better too. Yeah, yeah. They uh they will host Fremont Ross. Ashland's a fourteen. Fremont Ross is a sixteen. Uh, so Ashland will host that game on the. Uh, on the 27th of February. I don't know. And this is new this year, Larry. I mean, in years past, it's they've always had neutral sites for sectional games. Uh, this year, they've the higher seed will host through the sectional, and that before they shift to neutral sites for the uh, for the district. I I, I kind of like the, uh, the 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 specialness, I guess, that comes with playing at a neutral site. But I mean, uh, I guess if this incentivizes the the regular season, if you're uh, if you're a higher seed, you're going to be at home. Right, and and you're probably looking at uh, uh, you know a, a, a rabid crowd, knowing that sure. this could be uh, you know your seniors last game and on their home floor, and so yeah, and that's a winnable game for Ashland too. Obviously, they're the higher seed in that game, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what what the arrows do and if they can parlay the momentum they've kind of built here the last uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, and and I think. Uh any coach and Jason Hess, Jason Hess included over at Ashland. I mean, you want your guys to be trending in the right direction. Ashland's won three out of their last four, I think six out of their last eight, something like that. So they are certainly playing better basketball. And and you know, once uh, they've seen Lex a couple of times, they they've obviously seen Mansfield Senior. I, I don't think they're going to be uh, Fremont Ross is not going to show them anything they haven't seen. Right, right. That all that'll bring us to the Division Two draw, and uh, that uh, <laughs> this just, is where things get fun. Uh, just like in the, in the girls' draw, I mean that that it's going to be a street fight. I mean, okay. there are some very very talented teams, and I've looked around. You know, uh, we this tournament uh they haven't determined where they're going to play the district but this district feeds into a regional bowling green and traditionally that regional has a or that region has a uh, a team from the western buckeye league a, a bath or a shawnee someone who's really really good that's not the case this year that's not to disparage anything that's going on in the western part of the state but there's not one of those slam dunks i guess this year so the team that wins this district has a chance to make some noise at the regional level, and there's some there's some pretty darn good teams in this district. Absolutely, uh, we've walked through uh, uh, how we how we see this uh, playing out, and if it goes to chalk or even close to chalk, uh, you're going to have a spectacular uh, district tournament. Yeah, uh, the top seed is Shelby. Uh, they will they will host Vermilion, who's the 11. That game is on the first of March. It's a uh, a sectional championship game. Shelby has, you know, we haven't produced a lot of Division One college basketball players recently, but Shelby, uh, Alec, Alex Bruscotter is going to Wright State, and he's a six-seven guard, basically, who, uh, and he looks the part. Uh, he certainly is a, uh, I saw him quite a few times last year and uh, quite a few times this year. He looks like a lot better basketball player this year than last. Well, and he's got the experience. Uh, he's been playing varsity basketball, uh, I believe, since his freshman year. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about somebody, this is fourth March, um, again, he's used to the bright lights, and and Shelby has been very good throughout his career as well. So um, that experience, a lot of times, will come into play this time of year. Yeah, and it's certainly not just him. Uh, uh, they have <laughs> they've got a talented bunch. Isaiah Ramsey's on that team. He just committed to play football for Ashland University. Uh, Braden Devito, the point guard, the Lance kid is a, is a talented player too. Who's gotten some interest from Capital, and I mean, uh, and some other D three. So it's uh, it's not a one man show. You know, every one of those kids you just mentioned, too, Kurt, except for for Alex, is is a football player, right? And their football team had a superb season in the fall. Um, made some 
made some big noise in the postseason, right. and, and they got stopped by a state champion. Right. There's no shame in, in losing to, to Cleveland Glenville. Yeah. 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 Um, the number two seed is <laughs> a very good Lexington team who could have been a number one seed in a lot of districts. Uh, Braden Fogel uh, kind of leads the way. Another uh, multi-sport uh, standout. Uh, Seven Allen was the point is the point guard. He was at Madison last year. Transferred. Uh, Joe Cardell, the Hudson kid. They, that's a that's a team with a whole bunch of good players too. Oh man, and the size, uh, right. The size and and uh, the Fogel youngster is is just a sophomore, but it's probably the most talented player on that team. And and uh, I, you know, it kind of surprised me. Um, I haven't put a lot of uh, research into it, but I was surprised that they were the two seed, right? I, especially since they beat uh, Shelby right. head, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I think Lexington probably looks at themselves as the one seed, sure, and I can understand why. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the number three seed, they're a little out of our range, but we know a little bit about them. Is Willard? Uh, they got a kid, Max Dawson, who's going to Ashland University, and and Max is a uh, very talented scorer. I mean, that's uh, and in the in the tournament, you know, you get one of those kids, and you, who knows, you know, it's kind of a you know, he can he can load you up and carry. <laughs> Kurt, do you remember the the year that uh, John Deemler was at Upper, mm-hmm. and they played Willard in a tournament, right? And I forget who Willard had, Jimmy Langhurst. Okay, Jimmy and Jimmy went head to head with Deebler, <laughs> and it was a war. Yeah, absolutely, and, and but. What makes me think of that is Max Dawson is one of those kind of kids right. that, that you see at Willard, of all places, Willard has right. produced these kind of kids throughout the years, and, and their tradition goes back 30-plus years uh, to Bob Haas, who started uh, you know with Nolan Robinson and all those guys way back, Mike Lillo, and and that this is not something out of the ordinary for Willard to have a player like this and, and to have expectations like this. Yeah, well, I think the very first great basketball team I covered when I got to Mansfield was in maybe 2001. It was a Willard team. It was Nick Diles and Derek Fay, and, yep. and that was a uh, high-flying team that was an awful lot of fun to cover. And, and you know, when you have a player like like uh, Willard does with Max Dawson, you're going to be in uh, every game you in, in in this district. That makes you dangerous. Right. If, if if Max decides that I'm going to have 35 tonight, yeah. <laughs> then you got your hands full. And uh, the number four seed is Bellevue. I uh, don't know a lot about them, but I can tell you that they're probably not thrilled with the possibility of their first round game being against the number Mansfield five seed, senior. who's Mansfield Senior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Man- Mansfield Senior has uh, has really had an interesting last couple of weeks. Um, I, Marquis Sykes has probably got to be scratching his head and going, "Which team am I going to see?" Sure, um, because <laughs> they go out and and had a, a tremendous win against Columbus Hartley, um, a top five team in the state in Division Two. Right, um, and you know then uh, they go down to Trotwood Madison last week and lost a really really tough game to a pretty good team. Right, um, you know, and then there's other games when. They've really struggled against Lex, and and you're just not sure what what you're going to see. But Mansfield Senior has the ability, um, and and they can put it together on any night. Yeah, if, if you're Bellevue, that, <laughs> and and you know obviously we're we're kind of projecting here a little bit, but uh, that would be a tough matchup um, for anybody. But but Bellevue Mansfield Senior is one that we're kind of looking at, and and to set up uh, a potential. Uh, district that everybody i think everybody wants to see <laughs> right and and the tigers have to uh, win a sectional semifinal game first they, they they will host ontario uh and and you know ontario it's been kind of, they, they have a new coach this year a uh, senior high guy uh um whose name escapes me jerry moton <laughs> yeah jerry moton yeah. sorry uh jerry moton and uh you know it's been kind of an up and down year for them but uh yeah you know if, if senior 
does what they probably should do. That sets up an awful interesting after that, even the sectional championship game is going to be a game right. that is At probably could be a a district level game. Yeah, that that's absolutely correct, and and we'll get to see. I I think, however, it plays out, that district is going to be phenomenal, <laughs> and like you mentioned, uh, whoever wins that district has a great chance of getting through because. Uh, there's nothing at the regional, like like you said, this year, um, there's not an overpowering team at the regional that you're like, oh, man. <laughs> right, right. That's probably the end of the run, but uh, I don't I don't see that, at least right now. Um, that brings us to Division Three in the Northwest. Uh, the uh, th- That tournament is traditionally played at Norwalk, the district is. Um, Crestview is the number one seed, and John Kurtz has done a an admirable job out there. Crestview, they the Cougars suffered their first loss of the year this past weekend. It was a buzzer beater at Norwalk St. Paul. Uh, they lost by a point. That notwithstanding, this team has done some pretty uh, pretty special things. Yeah, you know, we were talking. Uh, our producer Zach Heiser here is a big Cavs fan. We were, last night the Cavs lost uh, on on a shot that they could have easily made that would have beaten the 76ers, but. That, that's exactly what, what we were talking about is, uh, you know, when you have a run like the Cavs had and like the Crestview Cougars have had a, a winning streak, you're, at some point you're not going to have your A game. Right. And and they did not survive their A game. It was on the road. Norwalk St. Paul is a solid team. And, and that's going to happen. But but it took this long for that to happen right. for, to that team. And, you know, I don't think having a regular season loss is the worst thing. To, that can happen to a team because if you take an undefeated record into the postseason, that's just pressure stack, onto itself. And things, things on top of each other, and yeah. I, you know, and I, and I haven't talked to John about it, but I, I suspect that if you were to ask him, his goal is not to be twenty-two and zero in the regular season. His goal is to win a district championship. <laughs> so, it'll, a loss, a loss, a regular season loss isn't going to probably be the worst thing that happens to. Him. I haven't had a chance to see that team in person, Kurt. Uh, uh, just from reading about them, they look like a balanced outfit. Yeah, they're really balanced, and they're you know, it's, and it, it doesn't happen very often at the Division Three level and at the, and in the Firelands Conference. But everyone's like, everyone's six-three, and everyone handles the ball. There's not. I mean, they are like really. There's interchangeable parts, and then he can get he can go a couple guys off the bench. So it's a, it's a, you know, and and when you get into the postseason, you know how it works, Larry. I mean the the bench kind of gets shortened instead of playing right. and playing nine or eight or nine guys that gets down to six or seven, and they've got six or seven really good kids. So mm-hmm. it's a it's that's a that's a district championship that is within reach. I would think of the Cougars when you got that kind of size. Uh, a lot of times rebounding can tell the tale mm-hmm. um, because uh, you might run into somebody that has a, a six seven six eight kid, but if all of your kids uh, go to the glass and go to the glass aggressively, uh, that can be a real advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that brings us to D four, and uh, the D four field is not unlike the D two field. There's some there's some pretty darn good basketball teams at the especially at the top. Uh, it's kind of Loaded at the top side. Uh, the number one seed is Colonel Crawford. Uh, number two is who is number two? I think it's Seneca, Seneca East. Oh, okay. I think is two. Lucas is the three. Mansfield Christian is the four. Mansfield Christian and and Lucas played. You know, I've been doing this long enough that the regular season games in January it just it just kind of kind of drags on, and they <laughs> you can't win a conference championship in January. You can lose one. It takes a long time to get through that. But this this past weekend. 
when the Mid-Buckeye Conference Championship was on the line at Lucas. It was an electric atmosphere, a lot of fun to be there. It yeah. kind of rekindles your excitement for, for what's what's about to come here in the tournament. But Lucas won that game. They, they've won the Mid-Buckeye, I think, six years in a row. It was a, it was a two-point game, just like it was the first time. So that, that those are the three and four seeds. And I think Lucas lost to Colonel Crawford by a point early. There's four really good teams that any of them could win that district championship. You know, and, and Mansfield Christian's the, I believe you said they're the four seed, and, and it feels like we've been talking about Amar Davis forever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, tremendous athlete, a great player, uh, really seems to be able, uh, just kind of knows how to play the game. Right. Um, knows the game within the game, and, and he can, uh, Rob McCurdy used to tease me all the time at the News Journal. Literally, you write the same column every March, and every March I did, pretty much. And it was like, <laughs> every year it feels like some senior decides that, uh, you know what, I ain't ready for my season right. to end. Get and, on my back, boys. Let's that's go. right. We're, let's go for a ride. And and Amar Davis has that kind of ability. Right. Um, so I, I would be uh, a little nervous around Mansfield Christian that has a player like that. Right. Same goes for Lucas. Uh, Logan Toms is about to break their career scoring, scoring record. record. Yeah. Uh, he's a four-year starter, uh, played on a regional team as a freshman. They have not won the district the last couple of years, and I talked to him for a story last week. He said, you know, that's it's been a few years. I mean, we kind of feel like we have a group that is capable of playing and, you know, getting into that sweet 16 level. So uh, that makes the team dangerous when you got not just a, the career scoring leader, but he's got some pieces around him too. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, that school has had the football success too that the, the bright lights shouldn't shake uh, Lucas. Right, a lot of those same kids who are who are doing all the scoring for him this winter were guys who were playing, you know, playing football for Scott Spittler for the past four years too. So it's uh, it ought to be an interesting thing. Uh, at, at, I think that tournament is at Willard, or it has been in the past at least, but uh, it ought to, if it's the top four seeds at Willard, it's going to be an awful lot of fun. Well, and then uh, Colonel Crawford, uh, the, the top seed, right. uh, there's an expectation for them. Um, Dave Sheldon has had that program riding high. Just uh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Right. Dave's Rob's son. <laughs> Rob had it Winford rolling for how many years? Right. And, and Chris over at Western Reserve yeah. does an amazing job with that group, too. So it's... Uh, <laughs> The Sheldon name is, has been a big, uh, it's kind of been a synonym for March Madness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, uh, that'd that wrap it up. Uh, we are really looking forward to these next few weeks. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully somebody will load us up and take us for, for a run at, at Dayton. So uh, for, for Larry Phillips, this is Kurt Conrad with Richland Source. Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you.